Hello, and welcome to Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast. I am the aforementioned Bedlam DM of this story-driven, semi-edited, real-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Bedlam Social Hour does contain adult language and occasionally deals with mature situations. Therefore, listener discretion is advised. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue our story. We hope you enjoy. Hello, I am Mark McGrath, and I am playing Frax Rome. Hello, I'm Matthew Wagner. I am playing uh, Valreal Taz Axon, a gold dragonborn. I am Carrie Dennis. I play Tyla Lore. I am a half-elf fighter. Hello, my name is Peyton Palmer. I'm playing Mirmalnir, the Amethyst Dragonborn monk. Well, I'm Percy, and I'll be playing Grom the Toothy. Last session, having just exited Auntie Marion's abode, the party mobilized and continued their journey toward the gnomish village of Ekinon. After a time, they found the necessity to camp for the evening before they reached their destination, and during their downtime discovered some new character growth gained from their recent experiences. Most significantly, Mirmalnir discovered a newfound ability to manifest wings and fly, if only but for a minute. Once the majority of the group had fallen asleep, Brax unsuccessfully attempted to glean the significance of one of the gems he and Valriel had liberated from Latgain's grave. The first two night watches passed without incident, as did the third, with the only exception being that Valrel fell asleep. I only fell asleep for like five minutes. Mirmalnir took umbrage at Valrel's dereliction of duty and berated the gold dragonborn, citing the fact that it only took five minutes for the corrupted treant to kill their companion Lightgame. Valrel responded with a disrespectful comment which sent Mirmalnir into a fit of rage. Seeking to remove himself from the situation, Mirmalnir invoked his new ability and flew off into the woods. Upon arriving a minute's flight away from the camp, Mirmalnir inadvertently discovered yet another otherworldly portal presenting a plethora of tentacles and a myriad of eyes. The compulsory nature of the phenomenon did not immediately draw Mirmalnir to it, but did intrigue him enough to captivate him long enough for Brax and Valryl to find him, as well as the source of his reverie. Valryl managed to garner Mirmalnir's attention, and the three summarily fled back to camp. Once everyone realized there was no pursuit, they decided to leave well enough alone and continue on to Ekinor. Valryl apologized to Mirmalnir for his insensitive comment, and it is here we will resume our story, with the party readying to continue their journey. Well, on to Ekana, I suppose. Y'all got everything squared away over there, then? You gonna be good? I think we're good. We, we can uh, travel on to Ekana. I've had some time to think, and I can't wait to get on the road. I've got lots of questions for those short people. I've got a lot of questions for you, flying and all. Well, I've got the camp all loaded up. Okay. Yeah, I see that. Thank you very much. Uh, well, we're good here then, I suppose. We just get on. All right, I'm hopping in. So Grom hops in the back. Murray takes his customary place in the uh, driver's seat of the coach, ready to... Steer Mr. Snugglebottom's on. I will be in the back with Grom again. Do we know how far we had to travel left to get there? Um, I'm not sure you knew. I think there was some conversation last time about how you weren't quite sure how far you got. And if you pull out your map, I can probably give you a good indicator on where you might oh, I think. I forgot I had a map. 
guess you're not quite sure where the town lies on any of those letters, but uh, roll me a survival to see how well you apply the map to your current situation and overall wherewithal. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> oh, this thing was upside down. <laughs> There's blood all over my side of the map here. I shouldn't have been looking at it yet. I should change this bandage. Survival, you said. Oh, eight. I got an eight. I at least have it right side up. Brax or Valro, would you like to have a survival roll to see? Not with the map. I, I ain't doing that. Well, roll me a survival and your DC. Oh, I can do yeah, that, yeah. yeah, your DC will just be higher. Sixteen. Seven. Brax, I'm going to. I'm going to put an X on this. You can glance at this. This is the actual map of what's out there. So that's about where you are. So in your estimate, you're probably looking at a good just over a half day's travel. Night, Halalor. <laughs> I was thinking about that uh, Azerulian's tooth. Yeah. What all do you remember about that? Really not a whole lot beyond what I've said. I know Gwendolith held it and that she got it from a demon and that she used it to collect the souls from the orcs. That's definitely what was helping her run that uh, win through the battle that we were having. Well, they said it like created tendrils that just like pulled the souls out of them. Yeah. Sucked the life out of them. Well, they keep seeing these damned little trees. What do you suppose they were taking all those souls for? This place seems corrupted. Yeah, I don't dare try to deign the uh, thought processes behind the things that come up with such. Well, I tell you this, I don't necessarily know how to fix any of this, but I plan on finding that Azrulian's tooth and breaking it. That could be interesting. Hopefully we'll figure out how to break that damnable demon as well. (laughs) I hope he doesn't sneak up on me from the left. Well, I've got your left, so. Hey, this will be a lot to get used to. It's been a crazy week. Indeed. I tell you what, though. I can't thank that Aunt Marion <laughs> enough. In one fell swoop, I regained my sanity, even though I lost my wife. I wonder if there's something to that. Ah, just joking, love. <laughs> I was thinking that city we're going to, that uh, town Echina, that's where the dwarves were from, right? Or the gnomes? Aye, there were gnomes. There'd be some... Shitty beards on some dwarves, I tell you. <laughs> I think that one guy had a woman shoe. I was a little lost in other thoughts to pay too much attention to them. Uh, but didn't one of them have a, like a mechanical eye? Hey, I believe that was a... Uh, no, it wasn't INF. That feller had the clockwork hand. Oh, I don't re- recall his name, but yes. It looks like Ekana might be a place of great learning. Maybe we can try and get you... A new eye. Well, maybe if I find a good one, I'll rip it out of some critter's head. <laughs> I believe that that Grom will sit back and pass the time with some pleasant conversation while we're traveling to Echinaw. Hey, Brax, uh, how much longer we got till we get to Echinaw? Well, I suppose um, I'm probably a little less than a day, I think, from my judgment, from what people were saying. So I, I got to ask, buddy, how, how'd you, you just let them throw you down like that? I mean, I've seen you. I've seen you move pretty quick, and was just like, "What's going on there?" Really didn't want to stoke the fire any more than I already did. We gotta keep their trust. So if we're fighting amongst ourselves, it's probably no good for anybody. I get that. That makes yeah, okay. But I really would have wanted to whoop his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, it looks like he's cooling right now, so I'm not sure. Well, I guess half a day's ride ain't too bad. Let's go ahead and see what. Um, what our little companion's gonna be today. 
You want to? You want the honors of throwing one out? Yeah, I'll throw one out. Let me open that bag real quick. There you go. Yeah, you hook that little fuzzy ball out in front of you, and it grows and and then rolls and comes to a sitting position, looking a little confused as a brown bear. <laughs> Oh, heck yeah. Look at that. Look at that bad boy right there. Jeez, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't even know he could do that. You follow us, bear. That's, is that a nice bear? He stands up and shakes his head, looks back at you. And as you approach the brown bear and kind of ride your horses past, let's have an animal handling check for both of you to see how the horses handle this. 20. I'm going to roll one of my new dice to see how Murray handles... Look at that. Murray handles Mr. Snugglebottom. It's just fine. <laughs> yeah, 17. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Chip and Bojack are starting to get used to this uh, phenomenon of random predators just popping up out of nowhere. There they go again. Well, dang. I think I might just save these these other two for right now. That that bear is pretty, uh, pretty, just big, right? Really? I like that. I think that's enough for right now. Yeah. We, that's all we need. Come on, bear. Let's go. You could have three bears. <laughs> Goldilocks. Gold. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I don't know how many days it would take for that to happen. You'd right. have to roll three so eights. Worth it. Three eights. Goldie dragon and the three bears. 0.02%. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so, uh, bet? Never tell me the odds. Yeah, you should probably come up with a name for it, though. If you just want to call it bear, you can do that, I guess, too, but. You want to name him? No, it's your, it's your bear. My bear? I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him Brownie. There it is. <laughs> there it is, Brownie. Real original. As you travel, you didn't immediately see it as you were lost in conversation and thoughts concerning the events at Auntie Marion's. But eventually, off to the east, you observe an insistent, prolific mountain range. The thought occurs to you that you once bore witness to the other side of that range when you were traveling between the Disputes. That time seems like half a year ago. This side, however, combined with the time of day, offers a delectable visual treat. Once the sun rises high enough in the sky to overcome shadows cast by the large mountains, creates a dazzling phenomenon within the foothills. You're not sure how, but the hills immediately to the east are absolutely crimson in hue. There are a significant amount of trees and forest land, but the expected greens are all but overcome by vibrant reds. And I suppose that that would be more immediately apparent to those on wagons and horseback than those in the coach, although given the fact that Grom, your eyes are not sensitive to light anymore, it is conceivable that you would be riding with the window shade drawn. Hey Brax, those those look like those uh, ruby hills that my elders taught me about, don't they? That we I was discussing with you back a few times. Yeah, those, uh, you're talking about those blood mountains where all those people fought and died? You got stained with blood, right? Isn't that isn't that what's going on up there? That's what I've been taught. That's when uh, our elders fought the, the earth-woven giants. That means there's some giants still around here, though, right? Because they, they were, they were, some of them survived, right? I mean, possibly. We should tell Grom about the giants. I bet he would love a big bone. I think he would. He'd make a real nice axe handle, I think. A real big bone. Well, I suppose he's single again. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm not, I can't remember all the significance of these hills, but I bet, well, shoot, I bet these people in the town here, they'll know everything about it, right? Yeah, I suppose we, when we get there, we can ask. I'd be more interested to check it out. I mean, it's only in our teachings. 
uh, the stories of the Ruby Hills and what happened there. Yeah, sounds great. You can you can read up on it and tell me about it. So we also see these through the windows of the coach, then. Yes, sir. Well, would you look at that, love? Yeah. I suppose those are the Ruby Hills we'd be looking for. Would make sense. I holler out to stop the coach. Start making my way out, shouting for the guys to stop. What is it? Well, I believe these be the Ruby Hills, and that mean this be Medlock's territory and a dragon. Start looking around and shout up, Hey, Brax, hold! Oh, look at that. They stopped back there. What's? I guess we'll check it out, huh? Yeah, we should uh, turn around and uh, see what, what Grom needs. Yes, you ride back easily. Hey, I think these be the Ruby Hills. That means this be Medlock's territory. Well, that's good news, right? You just said that. Not to them. Did you know uh, me, me and V were just talking? There's, there's giants around here, these parts. So let me get this straight. In these little hills, we've got Medlock, giants, and a freaking dragon. Yeah. Well, this will be quite the fun place to explore then. Actually, though, I do believe that the, uh, the giants, I think they ran away. I don't think they're actually still here. You, you heard me say there was a dragon, right? Yeah, the blue one, right? The, the rumor is, after the battle, they fled to the Caustic Woods. A few of them. To the Caustic Woods? That does not sound like a pleasant place to visit. I would imagine they'd have to flee. There's a dragon. <laughs> Ring or something. All right. So then my question will be, how do you suppose we, we find Medlock in this mess? Maybe we just yell his name out? Hey, Medlock! See any signposts anywhere? Roll perception. Okay, I'll do that. You do not see any signposts anywhere. <laughs> Is this a pretty heavily traveled path, I'm assuming? Yeah. Are there any off-roads, or is this just... Roll perception. With disadvantage, Mr. One-Eye. I saw that for. Yeah. <laughs> Nine. Looking around, there's not really any obvious offshoot from the path that you have been traveling. You're not exactly, like, on a border of where the land transitions. I don't know if you don't know if you were just lost in conversation and thought and whatnot, but you are pretty much in the midst of this uh, visual phenomenon. That's have been uh, in this for a bit. Yes. Fair. And it's just hills for as far as we can see? Hills, uh, forest land. Not dense forest, but you would think that the hues of red would lend itself to a little bit sparser terrain that the hues of the dirt would shine through, but it is grassy and it's lush, but you look out, you're kind of where you are now, you're on the side of a hill, and so um, to your left is uphill, and you kind of glance up through the trees or whatever, but looking to the right, um, kind of out towards the northwest there, uh, you look out and you feel that those are very prominent colors of red. It's not autumn, so it's kind of strange because the the amount of trees and grass that you see you would think it would be predominantly green well i imagine really the the easiest way to find him is if we see his place on the way there but uh, ask the people in the town right i think i have to know they usually know about wizards and stuff i was under the impression we were traveling to echina hi but if we happen to find medlock on the way there seems like a great way to stop Brax, uh, rumor is, now that I'm thinking about it, that it was druid magic and bloodshed that turned these hills red. Do you wonder if we just go wander around a bit, see if we can find any trails of Medlek? I know the, the magic thing's right up your alley, so... 
You said magic did this. That's what my elders taught me. That's powerful magic. I wonder what you do to cause this to a land. Yeah, I don't know. And as much as you know, that sounds. I don't. I don't really have like a, a way to detect magic very well. You know, just. We don't have to detect it. We just go wander around a little bit, see what. I mean, we were. I was taught about these ruby hills and the bloodshed that happened, and apparently Medlac might be in this area. So, I mean, would you guys be up to wandering around a little bit? I'd be up for looking around for a little trouble. Yeah, let's park this. Let's park this cart and go for a run, then, right? Aye. I will say, as the sun climbs higher into the sky and the shadows from the mountains dissipate further, you look to your east and. The mountain range there is giving off just as many red-toned hues as the hills and the, the forest off to your right. All right. Well, uh, let's, we want to pick a mountain range and just go for it? Well, I'm down. I'm down as well. Let's do this. Well, if we got okay. up there another bit, we'd be able to see the surrounding territory pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like guiding the way? Sure. Let's, uh, I say we go, I say we go off to the left up here. All right, I'm gonna grab some of our dry rations out of the out of the wagon. Carry them with us. Rations are in the haversack of holding. Well, ha, perfect. We don't have too much of an issue with the horses. This is terrain they can they can handle. If you deviate from the path, it's gonna be slow going with horses. Okay. Do we want to go real far? We just go just wander around a little bit just to see if we can find a path. Well, I guess if we're gonna try to get up on top of a mountain and see if we can get some views, then tie off the horses for a minute, right? Yeah, we'll tie them off. So take the horses off the path a little ways. That's easy enough. Yeah. Try to get somewhere where it's space. Yeah, you can't see it from the road. Try to find a little spot hidden behind a hill. All right, roll survival. All right, I'm rolling. I'm looking as well. Ooh, there we go. Oh. 22. I got 11. Wow, that bird's pretty. Yeah, three. Grom, you find the path is kind of traveling around the curvature of the hill. And right there, there's a little niche uh, off to the side there um, through some shrubbery. Brax, does this spot look good to you? Yeah, this this looks pretty good to me, actually. Not real. Could be? Yeah, I'm good. Kind of loosely tie up the horses onto a tree. and All right, hey, guys. Uh, talk to the horses. Hey, guys, uh, we're going to take off for a little bit. We'll be back, though, so you know, don't, don't be freaking out or nothing, all right? Animal handling. So it's 12. You ready for a jaunt, love? Yes, so. And we're going to bring Brownie with us. Okay. Is that a bear? You have a bear? Yes. His name is Brownie. Very Holy. Friendly. Sort of. He doesn't look too friendly. <laughs> we better feed him soon. <laughs> well, we got three horses. <laughs> you guys go on ahead. I'll stay with the horses. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm going to hand my pack of troll fat over to Murray. You leave them horses alone. (laughs) (laughs) Grab my weapon and start rolling out. Spirit in my step. It's nice to stretch out a bit. Been cramped in that wagon for a while. I'll definitely grab my bow too. I point out a a peak in the distance. Alright, let's make our way to that one. It looks like it's got a good view. I agree, we can go that way. Let's follow the guy with the one eye. We're going to the top to look for danger, to make sure we don't run anything that's trouble. Definitely not going up there to look for a dragon cave. That'd be crazy. No, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be doing that. I thought you said we're going to be looking for Medlac. That's, that's what I said. Mirmulnir levels a steady gaze at you and then moves to make motions like he's going to set up a small little campfire. And it's apparent that he feels like you're going to be more than a minute. If anyone knows us. <laughs> so you said that one there, right? Aye, with the clearing. Okay. 
And here come the dice. <laughs> <laughs> Suppose we'll make our way make, using path of least resistance, keeping my eyes, my eye peeled for anything that looks cool or interesting. I will point out that the path of least resistance is the road to the to the mountaintop. No, just in general. All right, let's have a collective survival roll to see how well you navigate this increasingly difficult terrain. Because as you go, it does become steeper. But anybody who's been hiking knows that you can... Well, maybe if we go around this way, we can get up to the top of this a little easier. <laughs> oh, maybe... Nope, we can get up right through there. Oh, that's a, that's a bunch of bramble bushes. I'm not climbing my way through that. What do we got? 11. 13. 7. 15. You're not hitting any resistance that like prevents you from making progress, but you have hit some obstacles that... Oh, nope, I need to go around this, and it's going to take a little bit more time. So that straight shot that you had high hopes of, it's taken taking a little bit longer. Am I noticing any kind of tracks or anything? Roll me a perception. Any game trails or anything? 19. With disadvantage. 8. <laughs> you did notice uh, one game trail. But it was it was pretty obvious. There's nothing nothing subtle. No tracks. Anything specifically not subtle. I wanna find the game trails so that I find the trails of what might be hunting them. Alright, I gave you a game trail. Roll me an investigation. Six. You're crouched down into some shrubbery. You have some deer scat in your hand. Smelled it. You're looking around, looking for any other sign of any predator or anything. You just got a deer came through here and pooped. <laughs> hey, at least it seems like they're well fed. They smell healthy. <laughs> Finding any difference or change in the way this landscape is is moving on or anything of... Well, your travel is slow going, but as you work to achieve the summit of your chosen destination, I'm going to say the first two hours of your efforts, you methodically move through with that 13 survival you're methodically making progress and you are slowly achieving your goal but there's nothing out of the ordinary as it pertains to wilderness and at two hours what's our like judgment wise like how close are we to the top well survival with advantage it's at 18 um if you continue at this pace you feel like you could summit in two to three hours where's the sun at right now I'm going to put it at about just after one. Hey, we can make that. Oh, yeah. We can make it up there. We can get back. I think Mer uh, Mer is uh, making camp, right? Yeah, I think it'll be all set up for us by the time we get back. He's kind of slow, and I won't imagine there will be any food prepared. He'll keep <laughs> making it, but it'll keep going away. So why don't you tell me what all you know about the magic that caused all this? What could do this to land? What were they fighting over? Well, uh, V knows a little bit more than me, because obviously it ain't my history, but you ever heard of the Agendracon? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a bit lately, actually. Is that, is that right? Hey. Well, uh, they had something to do with this. I mean, they were, I think it seems like they had a lot to do with everything, but, uh. I was going to say, why does that not surprise me? Yeah. Um, and then there was something with these, uh, it might even be those giants. I think you said there was giants for druids, right? Yes, and, uh. We went to battle with them, and mostly my ancestors wiped them out, except for a few took off and ran to the northeast. The giants were druids, eh? They said that uh, the reason these these mountains are so red is because all the blood was spilled here, and it's mixed with some magic. Grom, I would say that your experience with giants in your history, the giants you've dealt with, have been pretty feral and 
not reasonable. <laughs> not civilized. Not civilized. And yeah, so the notion of a, a giant who's a druid would be pretty foreign to you. Hey. <laughs> All kinds of craziness. Well, then why were you trying to wipe them out? You know what? I wasn't really paying attention because I don't <laughs> care about that stuff, but it was just part of the history. So we're here and I just want to see what it was all about. And then we heard that Medlack might be hiding up here. So maybe just seeing where my ancestors fought. So you don't carry any type of ancestral grudge then, do you? No, I don't really care much for that. Do you think the giants would if they were still here? Well, I'm sure they would. You kind of stand out? Yeah, in this uh, midday sun, I would suppose I do. Just curious if I should take a couple steps away. <laughs> or you stand right in front of me and block the sun. I don't know. Wait a second. I thought you said you couldn't be surprised. I mean, what, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Where I'm from, giants throw rocks. I've never seen a giant. They're like you, but bigger. Pretty cool then, right? It's pretty easy to kill them. You can sneak right up on them. They've got these gigantic blind spots right under their feet. Are your people pretty numerous? My people? Aye. I would say so. How did they defeat the druids? The giant druids? Because druids shapeshift, don't they? Yes. What does a giant shapeshift into? A whole herd of dragons charging at you. Must have been glorious. Now we had some, uh, you say, some backup. Apparently there was uh, other dragon clans that came and helped. So there's numerous dragons that help defeat the druids. All different colors, eh? Also bear in mind that at the time of this conflict, it was the dragons were involved in this conflict. So the dragonborn, which is kind of that weaker offshoot of dragons just with that lineage. So yeah, when he says, how did you do this? It would kind of be like, well, I didn't. My great, 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 great grandpa did. And he was a gigantic golden dragon. (laughs) (laughs) We were much bigger then. Yes, we were... uh, us dragons were much bigger then. This was a long time ago. So it probably wasn't numbers, but size. I was going to say, it's hard to imagine that you, you guys got any smaller when I've seen Murray eat. It seems like it'd still be a full-sized dragon. Hey, it's crazy that a land can wear the stain of a war for so long. Probably that magic that my ancestors or my elders would talk about when they're teaching us our history. Scoop up a handful of the, the red earth, or maybe it is the blood of the giants. I let it pour out of my hand. It's interesting when you pick it up. It's brown. The dirt is, it's not like the rich farming soil, but it's not as red as you would have anticipated when it's in your hand. So just from a distance, it's red? Can I see anything red that's not from a distance? Anything red that's not from a distance? Like less than, uh, let's say, 50 feet. Well, let's start with the perception roll. With advantage. 10. As you look around, Brax, you notice the brown nature of the dirt that ground picked up. And as you look around, not even 20 feet away, that ground has a hue to it that is almost the color of blood. So that was a a patch of dirt. And then you look over there to the edge where there's some small trees growing. You guys are getting up in the mountains, so the the trees are starting to dwindle. But there's a bush and some grass there. And like, is that base of that grass? That, That almost has a a reddish hue to it. The base of that that bush, there's not a lot of leaves on it, whatever, but the top, those small leaves, they look look nice and green, but as you get down more towards the base, no, there's there's a reddish hue to those those leaves at the bottom and that that little stem that constitutes that bush. That is definitely red. Like the whole stem is red. Right out of the ground, it's red, but then the farther up it goes, it transitions to more brownish color. I think I'd like to pick a leaf off the bottom of the 
Which one of the reddish ones? And I want to lift it up past the layer of green. The very base of that leaf, where the stem starts to flourish out, has just the slightest crimson hue to it. But as it transitions up to the tip, it transitions to green. Man, you swear that once, when you reach down, when you bent down to pick that leaf, you swear you got a solid red one. Would you look at that? Ha! <laughs> uh, some of your magic is still affecting this place. Because I got my sanity back. I'm sure this thing is changing colors. Yeah, that was that was pretty weird. What? Do you know anything about that? Why would it would you be red at, towards the ground and then not at the top? How long do we have to walk in the base of these hills before we start turning red? Well, yeah, well, I'm wondering, looking at the... Checking out my feet? Yeah, look on boots. No. Never trust magic. Yeah, that's why I don't believe in it. I don't like that magic one bit. It's just my lineage. But so far, I found that not believing in it didn't make it any less dangerous. It's helped us out quite a bit, so... Like that magical bear right there. Ain't that right, Brownie? Can you talk to animals anytime, or you gotta... I gotta cast it, yeah. I was gonna send the bear up and have him talk to it while I was going up, but... I'm gonna look over at uh, Brownie. Hey, Brownie, I need you to hightail it up that hill. Do a lookout for us. I don't think he understands what I'm saying. On, get. Well, no, you can get. <laughs> you can give simple commands to these. Okay. Kick him. But no, I was I was trying to imply that he's not one who's wanting to do it. Too thrilled about strenuous activity. He stands up, and glances back at you. You almost think there's disdain in that look, but it's a bear, whatever. And so he starts trudging up the hill. Man, that guy, that bear did not look very happy with you. Maybe his friends thought damned owl. He only lasts a day, so he'll get over it really quick. <laughs> Is it the same animal each time? No, it's a different animal every time. Right, but I mean... Is it the same... Like, if you got the bear again, would it be the same bear? I don't know. You have to ask Brax. Brax, would that be the same bear? I guess I'd have to ask him. I haven't had the chance to to talk to him, really. Well... Oh, maybe we... Well, last time I was able to just shout it out when I got an owl. I could just try it right now. You can. You want to do that? Oh, you <laughs> could just... You could just say what you want it to be. I think so. <laughs> that happened. I'm telling you. I, t- I grabbed it out and... Well, don't do out. that damned owl. <laughs> well, which one do you want me to do? Anything but that damned owl. We could ride that giant goat. Or do the giant goat. <laughs> all, right, all right. So we're all do- We're walking away. Right? I think it was the huge. Time. So I'll pull, pull it out. Oh, giant goat. Roll me a D8. Roll me a E8. It's a two. I got my owl. It's an owl, eh? Damned owl. There's you your said damn owl go- back. You said goat, but you were thinking about the owl. I know you were. I really was. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. The goat. That's Ooh. who. This is perfect. You can ask the owl if that's the same owl we had. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah, there you go. Okay, I speak with animals. I haven't figured out if I want this to be the same owl or not yet, though. Well, you better decide quick there, bucko. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave this up to a dice roll. If it is. It'll be much more interesting to have to deal with a relationship with these things. You can't be mean to them. <laughs> you have got me killed 22 times in the past 22 days. I will roll it out. Oh, that's very definitive. Seems like those lions just keep being a little more hesitant. So the owl comes out. Are you casting speak with animals? Yeah. Okay. Get in the owl mindset. All right. Everybody's a dick. 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 Okay. Hey, uh, Mr. Owl. Oh. Hello. You remember me? I do. Oh, that's that's great. That's that's great news. Do you you like being out here? It's fine. Just so everyone knows, uh, he's he's telling me that he remembers me, so it must be the same guy. Oh, you're the same owl, eh? I'm sorry, then. 
I was probably pretty mean to you. Can he understand what damn thing I'm saying? Is he speaking to me? Yeah, he was. He was, oh. he was saying he was sorry for being mean to you. Hmm, truly? I think he, I think so. It looks pretty truthful to me. I can't hear the owl, so... Yes. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you guys are saying. <laughs> so, hey, Mr. Owl, do you have a name? I have to. I'm sorry. You may address me as Thaddeus. Thaddeus, huh? Hey, everyone, just so you know, uh, this is Thaddeus. This is this is the owl Thaddeus. Thaddeus the owl. Well, don't ask me to spell it. Mm, two Ds. Oh, man. Well, that's a... I, I like that. That's a good name. Um, Thank you. So I guess we're just gonna we're gonna walk up to the top of this this uh this mountain here, and I suppose you you're more than welcome to hang out with us. I, I got another I question for you. If you don't mind. That. Go on. Uh, what? Where do you go when at, at nighttime? You know, in the in the morning. What happens to you? Hmm. I go to the other. Brax, are you gonna ask that owl to fly up that hill right there? Well, he was just he was just telling us about this other. Do you think you could find any uh any sign of life around here? Any uh I don't know, anything that looks like a cave or a dwelling? Maybe or an encampment. Maybe. Hey, uh hey Thaddeus. Yes. Are, are you interested in helping us um like find some Not in the least. <laughs> oh if I asked you to, would you? Well, I am vaguely compelled by this magical compulsory thing that you have going on, so Oh. Reluctantly, okay. yes. Well uh <laughs> I guess you don't have to help us, but if you do see something cool, just just let let me know, please. Hey, Brax, is that I will give you an attitude. <laughs> he says he doesn't want to help us. But aren't you in control of the critter you throw out that bag? Tell his dumb ass to fly up that hill. It just seems, <laughs> it seems so mean. You tell him. He told me he didn't want to do it. It just seems so mean. Why is he looking at me? I think you've been around me so long that a little bit of my magic's wearing off on you. Mm. He might be able to understand you, too. Valryl oh. the sorcerer. I feel he said something untoward. No, no, no. <laughs> Not me. I can really go for some owl wings right now. I'm kind of hungry. All right. Uh, Let's see here. All right, you should just tell him to go fly. Find some encampment like Grom said. See if he can see some things. We can go back and see what Merylmanir is up to. All right. Yeah, uh, hey, Thaddeus, um, if, mm. if we wouldn't mind, just, uh, you know, um, go do a little scouting for us and, and report back if you find anything cool, please. Oh, thank you, sir. I half expected Val Real to just lose his temper and start going, hoo, 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 like trying to tell the bird off. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you pronounce that. I, oh, oh, okay, I see what's going on. <laughs> Just permanently mispronounce his name in a different manner every time you ask. <laughs> hey, Thorius. Thorius. <laughs> v, that, that owl is not very friendly at all. Yeah. And apparently we're stuck <laughs> with him every that. time we throw. I don't even see him. <laughs> Them birds are sneaky. Good thing he only lasts like 24 hours. Right. Yeah. Of the night. Well, I suppose if he's not very pleasant, then you don't really need to concern yourself about being pleasant to him. Yeah, I guess that's true. You are in command of him. Well, maybe I'll just tell him to be nice. You think he would have to be nice? Well, when he comes back, we can try. I can't hear you. <laughs> now, does he know how? I don't know what he's saying, but he's saying it like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew you could who offensively? Oh, so we're next to the bear then? Sure. Oh, okay. Hey, Brownie. 
Yeah. How you doing there, buddy? Is that... I'm tired. Why? I'm hungry. Oh, man. Hey, V, we don't... We didn't feed him yet. He says he's hungry. Hey, I'll get over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm magical. I don't need to eat. But I'm hungry. Do you like the name Brownie? No. Oh, okay. What, what's your name? He's in charge. I guess my name's Brownie. You want me to ask him something? As this conversation, he's just kind of plodding along. I ask him if he has seen anything while we've been walking next to him, right? The whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was ahead for a while. Now he's back. Now he's ahead. Yeah. Well, so. Ask ask him what he's seen, if he's seen anything while we're behind him. Do you, uh, you see or smell anything important or, or uh, strange mm. when you weren't with us? Nothing really strange. There was a beehive I wanted to go look into. I like honey. He said he didn't find nothing except for some honey. Well, that would have been nice to point out. That's okay. We're going up the hill, right? Yeah, is that where it's at? No, it's about a ways behind us. Well, I guess we'll we'll come back to it then. Okay. Maybe you'll show us where it's at when we're on our way down? Sure. Awesome. That's that's great. What are we looking for? Well, you know, we're uh we're looking for this, this fellow named Medlack. Uh so I don't know him. You don't you don't know him? No. Do you know a lot of people? No. <laughs> You should ask them. They like caves, so ask them if you look for caves. Oh, you that's like natural instincts, maybe. That yeah, could be where Medlack's hiding. You want to go look for caves? You do you know where any caves are at? I don't really know anything about caves. I mean, we'll dig a hole and sleep for a while. It's nice. It's cool. It's comfy. He doesn't know where any caves are at. Where where does he hide out? He said he just sleeps in a, in a, a hole bear. in the in the ground. He doesn't need to hide. <laughs> All right, we'll tell him to look for something that looks like a hole. He's your bear. I don't understand why. You I, can talk to him. I, he can understand you a little bit. Stupid bear. I'm not sure why, but what he said made me feel sad. Oh. I don't, I don't know why he was just saying that you were swell guy. Uh, you want to roll deception? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is the wisdom oh, of a brown bear? Oh, he's got a plus one to wisdom. Yes. Insight check. So that's a good solid eight. That's a strange thing to say that makes me sad, but okay. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Um, want to just go scouting ahead and look for some caves, please? That's what I'm trying to do here. Oh, we. It's, can can you go any faster? I suppose. I'm awfully tired. Oh man. Now what do you say? Oh, he said he's he said he is looking for caves, but uh, he's tired, so he can't move much faster than what, is, what he's doing now. Tell him he can rest when we find when we get to the top. We can rest for a few. I don't know. Why don't Why don't you just go ahead and, and uh, jog up ahead of us <laughs> a little ways? Well, I heard a story once, and the moral was that slow and steady wins the race. This fucking bear. <laughs> As he just continues to plod, he's very consistent with his pace. All right. Well. I've tried everything I can. All right, we'll just guess. Let's go at this pace. <laughs> can I ride you? He looks back at you. I, I mean, I guess if you want to. Oh, dibs! I'm gonna. I hop up on the bear. <laughs> <laughs> what oh. are you doing? Oh, oh. okay, okay. <laughs> it's does you, not even slow. <laughs> you, you got this, Bartholomew. Okay, we can do this. Bartholomew. And he slows for just a second, but then he resumes the pace that he was walking previously. Chip is going to be so jealous. Who's Chip? 
Oh, he's he's a he's a buddy of our friend. You'll meet him when we get down. Buddy of your friend, so a friend of a friend. So that is usually they, we usually call those acquaintances. No, he's he's the horse down there. He's my horse. Oh, he's a horse. Yeah, he's a friend. Just like you're my friend. He sounds like a nice guy. It's a pretty swell guy. I know y'all are jealous. I'm riding this bear. Hey, I am. <laughs> is there room for two up there? <laughs> Say, uh, what was your name? My name's Brax. Brax, I have a a question. So. Earlier, I saw something that was a little bit out of the ordinary, and it was. Oh boy! <laughs> I'm just gonna ride along for a little ways. Rex, what is what is that? What's Brownie saying to you? You know, to be honest, I I kind of I kind of stopped listening to him, and I think that I kind of faded, anyways. The whole the whole thing. So your magic ran out. Yeah, I think so. He did stop for just a second and sit on his haunches and make some hand gestures, and then continued on. Very animated bear. Yeah, he pretty he was. He is. I'm riding a bear. You look good doing it too. D and D. It's D and D. Let's have a group perception roll. 15. 7. 19. 21. As you move through the wilderness, navigating your way up this mountainside, there's a moment where Grom's plodding along. Uh, the three of you hear... What is that? Hey, what is what, lass? You didn't hear that? Stop and grab my axe. Can we, uh, this, like, what direction it's coming from? Do I smell anything as I sniff the air? Roll smell. Roll smell! 17. You get that faint smell of something that is, how you've smelled this before, and it's when you've been around clockwork constructs. I smell oil. Sounds like a moment in your stomach to me. Maybe he's come running up here and decided he wanted to hang out. I smell metal. You do see. I'm going to listen a little, a little harder, see if I can't look around. So a focused perception roll. Brax, go ahead and roll with advantage, because this is still a little bit foresty terrain. Nat 20. Nat 20. 12. Uh, 23 on that nat 20. Yeah, I got 25. Nine. As you're walking, I don't know, Valryl is maybe saying to Grom, what do you mean you smell oil? That's a, what, what does metal smell like? That's a weird statement. Smell your coins. It's got a smell. They're preoccupied with that initial conversation. But Tylalor and Brax, you glance up at the trees. You hear that growl. And you hear almost a ticking of gears. And you see a feline-shaped metal creature laying on a higher branch of one of the upper trees. It looks like bronze and steel. It looks almost like a panther if it was made out of metal. You are sure that mouth contains razor-sharp teeth because it is obvious at the end of those limbs they are equipped with razor-sharp claws. And it is looking at you. It is animated. It is not just a statue. It is not just a metal piece of artwork. It's tracking you. It even has an articulated tail that is thwipping back and forth. My hand goes to my sword. Guys, 
I don't like the looks of that. Yeah, I think maybe we need to get out of here. I follow their gaze to the source, and I remove my axe from my from my belt. Here, kete kete. I suppose it'll stay right there, or it'll die over here. Was I just walking along? I feel like that once Grom stopped, and once they said something, and Grom stopped and looked, then you would have seen it as well. Okay, I'm gonna kind of glance around, see if I notice anything else. Your your bear is just plodding along, also, by the way. Oh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll try to pull back on him and stop him. Hey, hey, look up there. Look up there. You got to be calm. Be calm, though. We got to uh, try to back away from the opposite direction of wherever that thing is. I don't think that's going to let us go. The bear is willing to let you guide him through your grasp in his fur, but your commands to him don't land because it's bell reels. I tell the bear to stop because I say, hey, Brownie, I need you to slow down. I need you to stop. He just sits down. I'm going to get off. Well, what's our move here? Are we going to... We're going to go after this thing and just try to take it out? You know, Grom. Well, it's going to be there. But we're still going up, aren't we? Looks like we'll have to cross its path. And it doesn't seem to be wanting to leave. How close are we to the top? It's just right up there. We can't turn around now. You know how, like, when you actually are hiking up a mountain, that you reach a point where you can't really see the top because of the trees and everything like that, so you're not quite sure. How the hell do you suppose that thing got out here? It looks like that little squirrel thing, right? Right. But I assume somebody made that. If somebody's making these things and letting them out. Well, it must be guarding something, <laughs> I'm right? looking around to see if I have any idea what it could be here for or with. Specifically oh, with. Perception. Probably. 18. With disadvantage. Looking around, 50 yards off, you see another one sitting in another tree. Looks like we've got company. As far as what they're with, if there's anything outside of what they are, you don't immediately see anything. Well, two doesn't seem like coincidence. We're close to something. So you're saying you see two of them? Hey, right there. Trail out with the tip of my axe to point. I've got this feeling we're not going to get out of this without a fight. And I'm going to maneuver myself so that I'm on the left side of Grom. So I'm bl- like guarding his blind side. Okay. I suppose I, I wouldn't have guessed that uh, Medlack's place would be unguarded. Not necessarily sure that these are it. It's obviously guarding something. But there's something close. We come this far. What which, do you suppose we do? Which one do you want? The one on the left or the one on the right? Looks like the one on the left is mine. <laughs> Charge! <laughs> you, you run into me. <laughs> oh, the one on, I'll take the one on the right. Oh, <laughs> the is die hard. <laughs> oh, here we go. I just want to know if it's got bones. Okay, I don't have a map for this. Weird. <laughs> you should be prepared at all times. That said, everybody roll initiative. 14. 12. Uh, 20. Yeah, a 10. Oh, with a dexterity of a 23. Imagine you were on the trail. Pretty much not quite single file, but mostly single file. Walking in a line, and you reach a point where you see these creatures, and they are still up in the trees. So, Valra, what would you like to do? 
I'm gonna take the one on the left, so I'll move my distance of 30 to get closer uh, and stop there. I'm gonna keep the bear next to me. Yeah, the bear has no problem keeping pace with you. And then uh, stop there because I want to use my breath weapon. I think it's only 15 foot reach. Yeah, so you gotta get a little closer. And you hear him. He's still in talking mode. <laughs> Tyler. I'm just gonna, at a like steady pace, just kind of move forward and just kind of watch for the moment. I'm going to say that the initial one, that first one, is about 15 feet up in the air. So you walk up to the tree. I kind of want to stay a distance where that if it's going to jump down, it's not going to be right on top of my head. Kind of keep myself at a point where I can keep my eyes on both. I want both of them in my field of vision. Grum. Get a rage and charge. And you said it's like 15 feet up in the air. Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to charge right underneath it, hoping that when it jumps down, I want to tumble and try to be swinging underneath it with some completely ridiculousness. Okay, so you're holding an action? Aye. I want to attack it as it comes down. Okay, Brax. I'm going to look at the longer one there, and I'm going to knock an arrow and let loose. Just going to shoot it? Yep. Roll attack. That's 12. Your arrow sails just high of it, and you feel like it's looking at you. And when you shoot that arrow, its gaze tracks that arrow past it, and it looks behind it for a second, and it looks back at you. And we're to their turn. The one you just shot at stands up and does that hind leg stretch with its butt in the air and its feet out, and it... And as it's clawing the tree, it's tearing these inch-deep gouges out of the tree... Anyone that sees that thinks, oh my, that could do some damage. And then it stands up straight and zeroes its gaze at you, Brax. And its eyes flare an almost red light. The one 50 feet away was, until now, sitting on the branch, lounging lazily. If clockwork robots can lounge lazily, sits there with its head on its paws. And when the other one reacts, it puts its head up and sits up and just takes notice. The other one wasn't uh, perched for pouncing? No. Oh, I mistook that scenario. I probably wouldn't have charged if one wasn't looking like it was. Well, here we are. Well, here we are. (laughs) Well, here we are. (laughs) And then we're back to the top of the round. All right, I'm going to move 20 foot and then uh, release the breath weapon to fire. What's your range on that? It's 15 foot cone. Okay, so you basically have to get to the base of the tree oh, yeah, the base and i'll always 15 foot up yeah so i'll go to the base of the tree and actually it'd be really cool you run and then like jump and then hit it because you know that's what i'll do you run and you jump and at the apex of your leap you release your breath weapon and you do two d10s are damaged that's 19 boom you said you wanted a piece of that i'm getting you a piece of that you melted <laughs> you melted it all up does he is he done no so there's this big gout of flame from Valrol's mouth and and once the flame subsides there's these small flickers of flame and this branch is kind of burning and this little piece of bark is burning and all of these leaves are wilting and that clockwork feline creature has raised to its haunches. It's still sitting on the branch mm. but now it is staring lasers at you. It was not happy about that. Oh yeah we shouldn't attack these guys for sure. We'll find out if we can kill one. <laughs> okay. What's uh what's Brownie doing? I'm gonna save him for a minute. You reached the base of that tree and you jumped and released that breath weapon and that bear kinda stopped and is looking up there and is you almost think he's it almost looks like he's negotiating with himself. <laughs> Tyler Lord. There is not one within range for me to attack melee right now, right? Both cats are up in the trees. Okay. So I'm just holding then. 
So I tumbled under and passed the one, but he didn't come down at all? Yeah, he's just up there, kind of looking down at you. And I'm going to take a peek around. And at about that time, you see this gout of fire happen about 30, 40 feet behind you in your peripheral. I'm going to whip around, check that out. That didn't surprise me. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to quick scanning the area. Make sure everything is... Nobody exploded? Nothing exploded? I want to try to see what these things are protecting or what these things are here for. If it hasn't come down from the tree. We're all an insight. 20. You glance up at this threat. Actually, you glance over at the other threat and just got blasted with fire. You glance up at this one. The thought occurs to you, you know, if I had been minding my own business in the forest and a group of midgets came along and started yelling and hollering and throwing sticks and throwing fire at me, I'm, I might take pause <laughs> just to see what in the world this is about. Doesn't look like it's coming down. No, it actually, (laughs) for the mechanical construct it is, it occurs to you, that is very well crafted because I'm pretty sure it has raised an eyebrow at me. (laughs) (laughs) And a shout up at it. So we're not fighting then. Stay in your damn tree then. (laughs) Looking around, barely keeping an eye on this thing. My rage is one off. Brax. I'm I'm just actually going to hold my turn. Are you waiting for something specific? No. Because there is a mechanic where you can hold an action where if that thing jumped off the branch, then you would shoot another arrow. Yeah, I guess I would do that. I would, uh, the one that's closest to Valriel. I really pissed that one off. Doesn't look like it. It's like you gave him a warm nap in the sun. Got a nice tan. (laughs) Got his belly up. I'll throw out some string. (laughs) The one closest that Tylor has stopped and is gazing at it. Grom is at the base of the tree hollering at it. I'm not going to climb this damn tree, you cat. Just takes a moment and paces along the branch of this tree. And that branch, that's a good probably 16 inches in diameter. But as this mechanical entity paces, every time it steps, you see that branch. Dust and bark is falling off of it. This is a heavy construct. That is one fat cat. The other cat that you just blasted with your fire breath. Well, here we go. Oh, sure way to pick a fight. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Grom. (laughs) There was one moment, a split second, where it stops and the, the flames subside and you see this feline construct gazing down at you and there's a pregnant pause and then... It jumps down at you, and it pounces. It lands on you hard. You shouldn't have made it bad. As it lands, it hits you with two claw attacks, doing nine piercing damage, and just drives you into the ground, and you are now prone. And that's your held action, so go ahead and roll an attack. That's a nat one. Roll me a percentage die. 61. Okay, you're good. Your arrow skips wide, and I think we are back to the top of the round. So am I... Laying prone on my belly? Yes, you got a heavy feline construct entity on you. Just try to get up and throw it off me. It's doing athletics. Actually, I would take athletics or acrobatics at this point. Acrobatics would be 
22. Okay, with a 22, you scurry out from under it. It kind of steps to the side. And so now you're not quite unprone, so you would have to spend some movement to get up. So yes, you could take a bonus action, disengage, and then back up if you you would like to. That's what I'd like to do. So you take your movement. It takes half your movement to get up from prone. Now you bonus action, disengage, and you're about 15 feet back from it. And it is, honestly, all it did was kink its leg, and so now it's got that feral prowling thing. It's got eyes for you. Delor. Okay, so in the scheme of things, where am I in position to Valrail and the cat? You are about 50 feet away. Too far to attack. I'm going to try to maneuver myself up and next to the cat so I can attack. You can close distance with it and are up next to it now. Okay, can I still attack? No, because you had to use your action to get that extra movement. Okay, so then I am readying for the attack. I have a bonus action, but I don't really have a way to use that at this particular moment. Val, you just see Tyler screaming there, running full bore with her sword, coming to help. And now we are at Grom. In my scanning around, did I see her take off? I'd say that's pretty easy. Hi. Well, I notice why she's off. I notice that Val rolls down. I'll take a perception on that one. Just a straight perception. Nat 20? You didn't initially see because it was on the wrong side, but as you were turning around and looking up at that cat in the tree, the peripheral of your good eye saw commotion and then Tyler. I think I'll do the same thing and I'll charge as fast as I can to try to get to his side. But he's away from the beast? By 15 feet. By 15 foot. I could try to post in front of him as I see there's big rake marks on his back. So I'm dashing up there. Brax. I'm gonna beeline it towards V, my full uh, 30 feet, and then at the edge of that, I was just going to cast out command, and I'm saying, get at that cat. And that's uh, wisdom save, yep. Like, yeah, 13, 12 or 13, something like that, I think, yep. As you close the distance there, your movement gets you about to the base of the tree of the other one, just past it, and you cast that spell, and you say, get, and the one on the ground that has its claw raised about to pounce, his hind legs coiled up into almost a spring-like fashion, and drops to its all fours and sprints off into the forest away from you. Holy shit. Good spell. (laughs) Well played, Brax. We're not out of turns yet. I knew you could control animals. I didn't know you could control clockwork animals. Falro. I'm gonna just pause, just look around. Because if that one's gone, then I'll turn around and look at the other one. Just kind of just keep looking. You see that other one up in the tree. It's pacing back and forth, and its tail is... And you're not quite sure if it's looking at you, but it's definitely looking at your group. I'm going to tell the brown bear just kind of keep his eye on the one that's still in the tree. Just kind of... Just look at that one. And he, he plops down hard next to a fallen tree, puts his arm up on the fallen tree, takes his hand and almost balls it into his fist and sets his chin. And he's looking at him, but man, he looks sleepy. <laughs> Not even battle can wake him up. Tyler, that clockwork entity outpaced you in a hurry. Yeah, if it's gone, it's gone. Um... Not gone, but it's still running that way. I don't have a desire to chase it. I don't think. Are we attacking the other one? I couldn't even get it to come out of the tree. I don't know what you did, Val, to piss it off. Just a lot of fire, apparently. It is mad. 
I guess if our goal is to move up this mountain, I'm just gonna casually start walking up that path. So we'll go to Gromstrom. I, I don't see any threats. I'm keeping eyes on the one that's running, making sure it's not turning around. Rex? So I'm, I'm gonna be looking up at the one, I'm right below the one, right? There's one on the tree, like right, right mm-hmm. above me. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll be looking up at that, and I'll, well, you, you you don't you don't know which one I am. I'm on my class cast duplicity, so there's there's two of me now. <laughs> and I'm just gonna kind of start start slowly walking backwards. So the command, I want to know how long that lasts. Duration one round. There it is. So the one running away, its speed is incredible. You've not ever seen anything well mechanical move that quickly, and it's off through the bobbing and weaving through the trees, and then. After, if you'd be pressed to give it time, you'd say about six seconds. Stops. Its hind legs dig into the ground. And it turns and looks back at its tail. And then it continues to walk in the direction that it was fleeing. The other one, standing up on that branch, pacing that cat's deliberating tail, sees you, Brax. Magically into two entities. And who here has not seen a cat confused? Nobody? Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So, Rax, you cast that spell. And then head comes up, ears come up, butt goes down, head cocks to the side. <laughs> There's a very concerning pause of about two or three seconds. And then up to the next branch. Next branch. And up to the next branch that's out of your vision. And that'll take us out of combat. I was hoping that other one wasn't going to do a little uh, Doc Holiday. <laughs> I got two claws, one for each yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you all take a moment and remain on guard to see if there's any threats coming from any direction, the moments pass and you feel there is no immediate threat. I look down in the dirt, reach out and I pull something shiny out of the dirt. Looks like a little gold scale with some blood on it. I think you dropped this. Are you all right? I think I'll be all right. That cat's pretty strong. Probably wasn't the smartest thing to go full-on attack on it. Nah, you did great. That fire, was that it or you? Fire was me. Fire was you. That was pretty impressive. Lit up the whole side. (laughs) (laughs) It appeared to do much damage to that cat. It looked like he got his attention just fine. Now, what do you suppose there'd be some? giant monstrosities like that just rolling around out here for is this echidna all clockwork suppose we'll find out i wonder what we're walking into here well, shall we continue our way up i think at this point we should probably go back down well how do you feel about climbing one of these trees then i haven't got a view of anything pretty big trees i'm assuming did anybody see me uh become two people or has anybody did anybody clock that and i have after, not noticed that yet. after it went away did I notice that they just started talking? Everybody is kind of over underneath Valrel's tree. You were kind of back underneath the other one. Yeah, they just started talking because they just started talking. Nobody bothered to look around. They were focused on the cat that ran off into the woods. And so I feel like they were looking away from you. Sweet. So I'm going to hide if I can. Just in a place that, yeah, where I can see them, they can't see me. 11 plus stealth. Leaving your image out? Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, game on. (laughs) 14. What's everybody's passive perception? 12. 15? Because mine would be 15 as well. Yes. Anybody who has a higher than 14 passive perception notices some commotion uh, backed by 
where Brax is, and if you choose not to be focused in the conversation at hand, you can notice that Brax is pretty almost obscured by some foliage, but then also he's standing there out in the open. So I can puzzle that out in my mind just fine? Because if so, I don't want to let him know that I see him, but I want to walk over to talk to his image. (laughs) Maybe not just fine, but as you walk over, you start to puzzle it to piece things together yes so i remember this story about this flower (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) mingo brax are you all right no sound uh conduit for illusion so you could have your duplicate run up and touch somebody for a touch spell but that's the extent of it so i'll just have him like signaling yeah what's wrong say something are you hurt i'm just shrugging my head saying no (laughs) i keep trying to like edge my way closer to where i think he's hiding Brax roll insight. <laughs> Grom roll deception. Nineteen. Oh, they have beat me. Yeah, hard. Yeah. So I'm just. Yeah, I'm still trying to keep the ruse up. Well, as I get close, I know his attention. His attention is on this illusion, but he probably doesn't realize that I'm quite familiar with illusion. <laughs> so as I get close, I wanna spin and make a jump scare attack. <laughs> Try to startle him backwards. Roll jump scare attack. <laughs> Roll jump scare attack. Uh, I probably won't. <laughs> Four. I just jump. <laughs> Brax, you see Grom drop his foot back, and he goes to spin around, and okay, I see what's going on here. <laughs> oh, damn. You know what's coming. So do you want to pretend like you're scared? No, not really. No. <laughs> Pops out, you scared me? Yeah. Oh, well, shit. I tried. That's pretty cool, though, right? A nice illusion. You've been doing this for a while. No, this is, I, I, I just, uh, I almost kind of had a dream about that maybe I could split myself into two. So that's what I, I just kind of tried it and it worked out. Let's, let's see if this works too. And I'm going to cast thaumaturgy and just try to make a loud noise go through it. What's the noise sound like? I was just thinking like a bang, like a shutter, like a, yeah. Thunderclap? Yeah. Not, but yeah. Through your duplicity? Mm-hmm. No, that's no problem. Nice. And a piece of advice if you don't mind. What's that? For an illusion. It's all in the eyes. You have to make sure they're maintaining eye contact. Keep that in mind. And at this point, Valrel and Tylor kind of look at Brax and Grom dancing around each other. I'm putting my hand through his <laughs> <laughs> What on earth? What is going on with those two over there? Uh, this is good. Even some of the best shamans in my village couldn't hold it so cleanly. You're quite talented. Yeah, just kind of think about it trying to just keep my mind on it. I remember their eyes. Grom, at this point, I would like Grom to remember thinking back about how the shamans in his village used certain focus stones to do these sort of things. Hey, but their magic was different. Their magic was focus-based. And find these focus stones and we must warp with them. Over time, shape the stones. Learn to speak with the stones. It's almost a relationship. Really? I've had several. But I had a stone for illusion. It was purple. But that left. My friend Let Gain had that. And he's gone now. And it's gone with him. Really? I, you got a purple stone that, that, uh, that made, made, made illusions, you said? Aye. As real as you can focus. I would like a deception and an insight, please. 18. Uh. Oh, sorry. 19. 12. Yeah, Grom, you, you feel like Brax's initial reaction was mildly strange. Hey, V, uh, you, you ever heard of a, a, a 
a magic stone before, other than the blood rubies, of course. I mean, yeah, good. Make your buddy roll a deception too. That's good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) He ain't saying nothing yet. (laughs) Yeah, no, he didn't say anything yet. Go ahead. You mean these ones? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let me see. You mean uh, these? How'd you forget about them? We just got them. You say you make magic stones? Is that what he's talking about? Yeah, uh, he's he said he, his his shamans had some some magic stones that that made illusions. What, what color? What, is it a different color? What kind of stone is it different than blood rubies? I, I guess I, you tell us. It, what? I'm gonna piggyback off that high insight roll. That it's very strange that he brought up color. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing <laughs> already. What's going on? Oh, I, I mean, we were just talking about this uh, this illusion that I made here, and and, and Graham was telling me about uh, his shamans back home. That that's that's what was going on here. As I analyze the illusion again, it is quite good. Interesting. That reminds me of the the magic you used to do, love. You, you used to do magic too, huh? Uh, that's 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 incredible. What what made you stop? You started going insane. I couldn't tell if if the magic had taken me too deep. Those stones are not without a cost. <laughs> well, there he goes. I guess that uh, maybe that, that little thing disappeared. I, I wonder. So you've never heard of them, eh? Or any type of magic like that? No, I, I can't say I've ever heard of any. Uh, uh, what'd you say? A focus stone? Is that is that what you said? Uh, that's what my people call it. Oh, no, I, I, I don't think I've ever heard or seen anything like that. It's many strange magics. Yeah. Hopefully we, we run into some sometime. I'd like to... Uh, uh, See, see what this is all about. I'm just gonna log that away. <laughs> Let that go for now. Well, um, we, are we? We're not too far away from the top now. How far are we? Actually, you, you look up and probably a good twenty-minute hike and get to the top. Well, might as well just uh, get up there and see what we can see, right? I agreed. It's starting to get on in time. I want to make it back before nightfall. Hopefully, we'll be able to make it to town. That sounds like a. Am I starting to see any? lights off in the distance at all of what might be uh, the town or any buildings or how far we might be hey, why don't you guys go ahead and summit and then we'll address that alright well everybody roll me one last survival for the last hike up to the peak 20 twin twin 11 18 I feel like Tyler stumbles a little bit but I reach out and grab her hand yes I got you love that was, almost his, that was his right side. You see that? That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was real nice of him. She's stumbling. I'm the one that took claws to the back. What's your deal? The uh, <laughs> brown bear just kind of sat down at that last little trick. Yeah, I let him rest. And you don't have to have head cast speak with animals to understand. I'm going to wait here. <laughs> He's done. <laughs> uh, that said, you guys summit. No problem. While you crest that summit, you look over the other side of that mountain... It just so happens that there is a sight path through the mountains. That one's just perfectly to the left. That one's just perfectly to the right, where you can see Upper Dispucia. Now would you look at that? You see the small keep in the small town. You turn your gaze a little bit to the south, looking for Lower Dispucia, and uh, unfortunately there is a mountain in the way. Turning back the other way, you have another unimpeded sight path to a small village nestled in the foothills of the Crimson Peaks, which you find yourself that can only be Echinon. And gauging where you think you left Mirmalnir and the coach and the horses, you weren't that far away. 
<laughs> but looking around for other anomalies, you know, all you see is mountainous terrain. Actually, everybody roll me a perception, please. Grom with disadvantage. 20. Oh. 20 with disadvantage. 23. 23. I came up here to look around. <laughs> yeah, five. Ooh, those birds are pretty too. Five. <laughs> everybody with a... Well, everybody except Talor. <laughs> As you stand upon this peak and you're taking in the majestic view of really any time any of us have hiked up to the top of a large hill looking around it's pretty cool but this one is especially so you have the crimson hues reflecting off of this landscape around you you can look down and see the road up to upper Dispucia, and then it's almost as if as once there's a flash of light in your peripheral in all three of you who rolled higher than a 20. Glance over, what was that? But then it doesn't happen again. And so you sit back into gauging your bearings, realizing that Ekinaw really, truly is just around the corner. What do you make of that? Wow, was that lightning? The birds, they're so pretty, right? You're talking about that flash, right? You seen that? Hey, for just a second. What do you suppose that was? I don't know. Can I kind of uh, roughly dial where I thought it came from? Roughly. I want to make kind of like a mental mark on my map so we can come back to that on your map yeah sure i figure i got a rough idea where i might be on here i'm at this top of this this mountains on here <laughs> i think this is this mountain i was curious if uh oh never mind that's that's the letter auntie miriam's like if up from up here if we could if i could like see if there was anything that like extinguished that like if there was anything you think that you can see you're looking down see a little copse of trees because you see the forest kind of knit together and this is more of a vibrant red and this is more a greenish hue and whatever and you think for a second that that you want to believe that that was where you were earlier the day before and you feel like that's a, just a little bit darker spot in the wood and no there's not going to be anybody that's going to convince you that that's not Marion's. well i'd say by the looks of the layout of things we should be able to make it back down into Ekinaw by evening. But we'll probably need to roll out right now. Do you see anything you need to give a little more attention to? I can't say that I have the acuteness of vision that I did. No, I think it's probably best that we head down, go find Miramilnir, and head to Ekinaw. Well, yeah, we better come up with a good story, too, because if we're just around the corner, he, he's going to be pretty upset with us. Nah, he likes that horse quite a bit. Especially if he made camp already, and, we, and it's just right around the corner. He'll be all right. He'll took it as another chance to make some snacks, I'm sure of it. We'll probably be out of rations. It's a good thing we're close. Let's see if we got any of that troll meat left when we get back. Well, I hope you didn't eat all of it. Otherwise, I'm going to have to borrow your horse, and you'll have to ride in the coach. We're all right on back, because I'm not letting that damnable lizard crop dust us for another two miles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he can fly now. Has he always been able to do that? Yeah, I don't know. Only when he's mad? You guys know him a lot longer than I do, but apparently you piss him off and he flies away. I've never seen him do that before. I mean, yeah, I guess, uh, I, I mean, I've never seen him do it before, but I feel like, I, I mean, I wasn't able to make myself look like two people before. I can do that now, you know? Oh, I can do this too, and I'll, uh, I'll go over to you and I'll, I'll cast Blessing of the Trickster. I wasn't able to do this before. Just, just, just try to run around, maybe hide or something. You just it feel it makes you feel more nimble. I'll try to sneak off, kind of hide behind a tree. What does it do? Advantage for one hour. 
Dexterity advantage on dexterity self checks. I am invisible. With advantage. Don't need it. Not 20 for a 25. Grom's going. Grom, where'd you go? <laughs> Step out. I'm just like behind a tree. <laughs> I come right here, love. <laughs> Boo. Well, say I, told I just you walked that. around it. <laughs> I better cover your right side. I think I might need some sleep. I think we better get you away from these damned birds. You haven't looked at anything since. <laughs> Speaking of birds, where's that owl at? Look around, you see him with a cat's Anybody? got it in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fitting. Damn Thaddeus became a snack. Well, shall we make our way back down? I'm gonna, before we head down, I want to look for what might be a, a quicker path for us to take down. Survival. Eight. I was. I want that honey. Got a nine. Well, yeah, if you guys, if you're gonna be like, well, well if we can go this way back, what about, wasn't that honey down this down this way though right he said honey well, that sounds like quite the treat yeah see we'll we'll find we'll follow brownie here and he'll he'll take us to honey as you descend not only are you descending but you are taking a path that you are somewhat familiar with so the path down will be quite quicker than the path up roll animal handling with advantage 23 12 between the two of you there does reach a point as you're coming down where the bear, Brownie, stops and gestures emphatically. He sits on his butt and points, and you guys follow that path, and there is this massive beehive just dripping with honey. Oh, that thing is massive. You hear those bees just humming? Yeah, I do. I don't know that I've ever seen one that large. That's, that's a lot of honey there. What, did you shoot it out of the tree, you think? Oh, let it no. drop to the ground? Watch this. This is how my tribe does it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, walking up to the tree very calmly. <clears throat> and then uh, as I get to the base of the tree, I'm going to look, look for my handholds, try to make my way up. And then as soon as I start climbing and I can get to a bee, I'm going to rage. <laughs> Smash a bee. <laughs> is this one bee? <laughs> this one bee. That's all it takes. But now I've got my damage reduction. I just climb right up and they'll keep stinging me. My rage will stay. I'm just pulling that son of a bitch out of a tree. <laughs> Barbarians fear no damn bees. <laughs> and then once I once I break it loose, run! <laughs> I'm gonna throw it down. Oh jeez. And then uh, yeah, I'm fucking dropping it down. All right, well, I'm going to say... Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> the, honey, the honey harvesting yields. Um, everybody except Grom take two hit points of damage. I got thick scales. It didn't hurt me. Grom take one hit point of damage. Ow, the son of a bitch bit me. <laughs> I hold up a very drippy, gigantic comb. I'm sticky. <laughs> <laughs> Grom is unpleasantly sticky. Keeping eye for a source of water. Roll survival. I could I could climb anything now. <laughs> Nine. Mm, nope. You stay sticky. Well, damn. <laughs> Taking a peek over at the bear. <laughs> looking at my hands. Like, do you think it's safe? <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay sticky. <laughs> <laughs> You got your chunk of the honeycomb. You leave my damned hands alone. 
It is still early afternoon because your descent was a lot quicker than the ascent. But you backtrack and manage to successfully navigate your way back to where you left Mirmolnir. You complete your approach, and as you come within eyesight of your companion, he stands abruptly. And you can't help but notice a significant urgency in his eyes. This has been Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast, a Peace in the Chaos production. Please check out our link tree in the show notes to discover all of the ways to like and support our story. Thank you once again for joining us, and as always, work hard and be kind. Hello, bees. Oh, the son of a bitch bit me! (laughs)